You are Locked On the NFL, your daily NFL podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello, hello. I am Matt Williamson. This is the Locked On NFL Podcast. It has been some great content lately here and across the whole Locked On Network. But as we do every Wednesday, sit down with Mike Renner from Pro Football Focus. Um, Mike, I saw an article, and I don't know how to even approach this one, but I saw an article you wrote for Pro Football Focus about Taysom Hill. And I have mixed feelings about the whole situation because, frankly, it's working, the whole Taysom Hill experience. But anytime you don't snap the ball to Drew Brees, I have a problem with it. No, I get that. And that's kind of – so that's kind of the uh, the whole uh, dilemma with the franchise quarterback. It's do you – how many gimmicks or how many things do you utilize in your arsenal to sort of scheme for him to, you know, scheme for the offense? And how much do you just let Drew Brees sort of take over with his natural talent? Mm-hmm. And so I have used – Taysom Hill too much and it doesn't work out all of a sudden you're getting cute but if you use them the way they have so far and it's been incredibly successful I mean right. his you know just success rate on the plays that he's been in has been just so ridiculous compared to just the normal average for a normal play uh, then it looks like you look like a genius so I, I think Sean Payton's sort of towing the right line with how much he's used him he's only taking 35 snaps at QB this year so far which it's like a handful of games three or four games so I, I think that's about right. Yeah, I mean, again, it's working. I think it makes life difficult on your opponent the week leading up to the game. You know, you got to spend some practice time doing that, which means you're not practicing against conventional routes or Kamara screens or whatever. And it is is working. Um, are, do the numbers bear that out, though, that, that on a per-play basis, it's really, really a, a, a super successful situation? Yeah, it's been... Just so EPA, if you're familiar with EPA, which basically is expected points added, which is sort of uh, a calculation based on historical, uh, you know, down distance and field position. Uh, his EPA per play right now is 0.237, and it's uh, on runs and 0.517 on passes. The league wide uh, is negative, actually, on runs negative 0.09 and just 0.05. So he's about 10 times as effective as the, you know, the normal yeah. pass and the normal runs. He's just. Hard to argue the, big, the biggest <laughs> thing is, so it's where they're putting them in. So they're putting them in in goal line situations in the red zone where it's already difficult to get yardage. And they're putting them in in short yardage conversions in the middle of the field, third and ones, fourth and ones. And so it's basically the high leverage situations. And that's when you want a running quarterback. We've seen other teams do with, you know, Lamar Jackson sort of role. Uh, we've seen other teams utilize short yardage quarterbacks and run, running quarterbacks in short yardage because that's when the option is most effective. You can't attack downhill if you're that unblocked man on the end of the line of scrimmage on an option uh, because you have to you know maintain your gap integrity. You can't just attack both guys. You have to basically play it you know as the you have to play both gaps and that's what makes it so hard to defend. And so even you know most option plays I think uh, only like 5% go for zero or negative yardage, whereas the league-wide run late on non-options is 20%. So it's hmm. a very good play for just picking up one or two yards. Yeah, I mean, again, that's hard to argue with. And you brought up Lamar Jackson, and I wanted to go there next, because I'm hoping that, I'm not hoping Flacco's injured, but I'm hoping that Jackson gets the ball in a conventional manner. And I think the difference between the two situations is, 
The Saints have a foundation, a Hall of Fame quarterback. They have a great offense, and they threw a wrinkle in that worked. Where I look at the Ravens and think, they're just searching and throwing darts to figure out any way to pick up a yard. Yeah, I think they basically need the offense. They need something, you know, you can't have, just Joe Flag is not playing well. And right. they know that. Everyone knows that. It's not difficult to see. He hasn't played well in a while now. And so basically it's looking for anything that will fuel that offense and trying to sort of recoup value from your first round pick. You draft a guy in the first round, you want to get him on the field in some way, shape or form. But I do I do want to see him play, too, because like I think we talked about this uh, before. It just can't get worse for the Ravens offense at yeah, this right. point. Uh, and I just want to see him, like you said, have some more drop back passing compact com <coughs> drop back passing concepts. Uh, and not necessarily just gimmick uh, runs that he comes in and plays. Yeah, and I know that Drew Brees isn't out there catching passes or running reverses or getting the ball in goal line, but when they snap it to Jackson versus Hill, it just feels like Baltimore's playing with 10 guys more so than the Saints. You know, Joe just stands there like a statue, and I'd love to see Jackson in the game 11-on-11. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Um, Let's take a quick break, and... A little new wrinkle coming up here is Mike did a ten t- or a ten uh, pick mock draft for the Washington Post. Um, we have not talked a lot of draft yet, so we're going to do that when we come back here in a moment. All right, all right, we are back with Mike Renner from Pro Football Focus, and as I teased before, you you ran through a this a ten player ten team top of the draft mock draft and. I don't know where to start. I mean, I know the names. I obviously know the teams that are going to be picking. But first of all, this is a great defensive line draft, right? Oh, it's exceptional. I I expect five possibly to go in the top ten. I think just defense in general in this class just wholly outweighs offense. You have a lot of D-line talent, a handful in the secondary that should go in the first round as well. So a good good, uh, year to be in need of a pass rusher. Do you have the mock draft in front of you? Because I don't. I do. Do you yes. mind buzzing through it and I can react a little bit and ask you per each pick? For sure. All right. So number one overall, Oakland Raiders, Justin Herbert, the quarterback out of Oregon, was mm-hmm. the pick there. There is some talk that he might not come out, though, right? That is, yeah. So his brother uh, is Patrick, I believe his name, is a four-star tight end recruit, and they might want to, supposedly, he wants to play a year with him, hmm. uh, at least, because they might be the last time they ever get to play together. So I, I wouldn't blame him for that. Uh, it's... A very weak quarterback class. Yeah, I think he's pretty clearly the top guy. But even then, he has his question marks. So a year of seasoning wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. But it's going to be a little stronger class, I think, the next year. So he might not be the first guy overall if he does wait a year. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to say which way is right, which way is wrong. But I think he is easily top guy this season. I mean, history shows us if you're clearly the top guy. I mean, Andrew Luck's the last one I can remember that actually stayed in school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it usually behooves you to come out. Yeah, so obviously you think they're going to move on from Carr. I do. And I mean, just think everything we've I seen from John Gruden suggests that. I mean, he's willing to part ways with one of the best, if not the best pass rusher in the NFL, willing to part ways with their number one receiver. Why would he, to get basically his guys in there to form the team how he wants to form it, why would he not do the same thing at the most valuable position in the NFL? You know, why would he just leave himself to be stuck with Derek Carr? I mean, even if he maybe does like him... I think he'd probably want to get his guy he can mold. Yeah, I do too. I mean, because he has all the job security in the world. 
his history with quarterbacks obviously is you know his forte. I can't believe that with his situation, his ego, he's just going to be like, ah, I'll just take the quarterback you gave me. Oh, exactly. He's got 10 years on his contract. Right. He's <laughs> he's going to do it his way, and they're not going to fire him for at least four or five more. So Right, right. Who do you got second pick going? San Francisco is slated for number two right now, and I have Nick Bosa, the Ohio State defensive end, going there. Okay. I've seen a lot of people say that he's absolutely a candidate to go first overall. Every bit the prospect his brother was. Yeah, I think if it's not a quarterback, number one, it's going to be Bosa. I, I don't think there's really any debate even there. I think he's easily the best prospect uh, in this class. Yeah, and certainly he could end up being a Raider too. Yeah, I, I could see that if they don't go QB. So mm-hmm. that uh, one's pretty much a no-brainer. All right, after that, that would be great for San Francisco. You said that was San Francisco, right? Yes. That, that's They do need an edge guy for sure. Yeah, there's so many picks on that D-line. to be four first-rounders now on that D-line, but still has not. They've whiffed on just too many of those. Yeah, you're right. Uh, who's up on th- three? Number three, New York Giants. Have them going Greedy Williams, the cornerback out of LSU. Okay. I, mean, I can't complain with that. They need everything. I mean. That's what I basically <laughs> said. It's like if there's no quarterback, and I just don't think there will be a quarterback by right. the time they're in the drafting. Uh, they can go any position on the football field, basically, besides maybe wide receiver, even then. Not a skilled uh, guy. but Yeah. Right. And I could see Carr ending up there. Uh, yeah, I could too. Uh, or just Carr, Jameis, something like that. Mm-hmm. could easily see that. All right, who do you got at four? Number four, Arizona Cardinals have them taking Alabama offensive tackle Jonah Williams. I think they, ideally there's a, a tackle for them because I like that offense. I like how it's rounding into shape. I think the coordinator change is already starting to pay off. A stud lineman would go a real long way. Yeah, this one makes just too much sense. I think that one's uh, probably of all the ones I have written up here, that one's the most likely to happen at this yeah, point. Just I because I don't see a ton of other teams uh, in the top ten looking for offensive tackle. Maybe the Giants. Maybe but the Giants, yeah. yeah. Jonah definitely going – definitely would be a huge upgrade there. Yeah, I know the Browns keep winning, but they could use a tackle too. Um, who's <laughs> up next? Uh, New York Jets, they have DeAndre Baker, the cornerback out of Georgia. And, and that scheme, I mean, who knows if Bowles is back or not, but that scheme yeah, that's a good question. stresses cornerback play. I mean, that's somewhere they put their assets. Yeah, and Tremaine's just, I don't think he's really it. They're going to lose probably Morris Claiborne this offseason as mm-hmm. a free agent. They're going to need someone there, so yeah. I have a feeling they're going to be heavy free agency with offense. Get some veterans around. Darn. Yeah, they have to put someone on offense. And again, this draft is just not going to be, it's not the year to be needing offense. If, it's the year to be drafting defense, especially if you're drafting highly. So uh, I'd, free agency is where I dress offense, drafts where I'd go defense in this one. Yeah. All right. Who do you got up next? Buffalo Bills have them going Ooh. Alabama defensive tackle Quinnen Williams. Wow. I thought for sure that would be on the offensive side of the ball. Just anywhere. That's the thing. It's, again, I don't see a ton of receivers yeah. really necessarily going this high. Quarterback, they obviously just drafted last year. Offensive line outside of Jonah Williams, there's nothing too special along the offensive line that you'd be willing to take this high. And so Quinnen's very good, too. This guy, outside of Bosa, I think is I've the, seen him. Second, he's amazing. He's the second surest thing in this draft. He's just incredible. Yeah, I wonder if Buffalo ends up being a possible trade-down candidate, though, and pick up more picks. Who knows? That would make a lot of sense for them. Yeah. After uh, trading up last year. Yeah, right, right. So who do you got after the Bills? Detroit Lions going Deontay Thompson, safety out of Alabama. Uh, third guy from Alabama in the top seven here. Which Yeah, I noticed. <laughs> Not <yeah>. too bad. <laughs> Uh, no, so no they need anything here. defense. I mean, I'd have no problem with that. Almost any position on defense for the Lions. Mm-hmm. You know, Patricia, the head coach, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, after the Lions, who do you got? 
I got Denver Broncos going Ed Oliver, defensive tackle out of Houston. Yeah, I mean, I, before the season, I heard people talking about him possibly first overall. Yeah, I mean, he's very good. It's just I wish he would have gone to – I was just I was going to say real school, but I mean, an actual school <laughs> right, that right. develops defensive linemen, you know, gone to an Ohio State, gone to an Alabama because – athletically he's about as freaky as it gets i mean he probably is the best athlete of all these guys but he's still only about 275 supposedly still hasn't you know gotten his weight up to defensive tackle size and he's playing nose tackle there in houston and he just has just almost zero technique as a pass rusher still to this point which uh, i mean i think it will develop in time but uh, you're going to go, if you want defensive line help, go with the guys who are already doing it at a high level, Quinn and Bosa. So he's probably going to be the third guy off the board at this point. So what number are we on? Was that nine? That was eight. That was eight. Okay, so we have two more. Who do you got for the last two? Got the Jaguars going Ole Miss wide receiver, A.J. Brown. Okay. I mean, they certainly need it. Has to be something <laughs> on offense. Quarterback would be ideal, but if there's not one there, you can <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's again, some too many of these teams in the top ten. It's quarterback would be great, but I just don't think it's. This probably is the year where you just see a team reach in the middle of the first round for someone that's just not going to be the guy. You know, like a Christian yeah. Ponder type. I could very much see uh, EJ Manuel type. I could very much see this being one of those years. Hmm, that makes sense. I mean, again, they they need to go offense for sure. Is <clears throat> I. I I've been seeing and reading about Fant, and that this is a pretty good tight end draft. Is it just too early for one of those guys? Yeah, Fant is actually not even – so the biggest thing about Fant is he's like he's seeding snaps on his own team. He's not even really technically the starter on his own team. I think uh, – what's his name? Hawkins yeah. okay. Sock or whatever is actually starting up. So he's pretty much – he's glorified wide receiver at this point. Uh, very athletic, but I still think it is probably a little early top 10 for one of those tight ends. Okay. Especially, with, again, the defensive talent in this draft. Uh, right. These teams that passing up on these guys would be crazy, even right. if you have the need. That's why it's just interesting for like the Bills or the Jags that clearly should go offense. Doesn't look mm-hmm. like it's going to set up real well for them. Yeah, that's they're definitely candidates for trade down those yeah. sort of teams. Um, and who's the last pick in your mock? Last pick, Tampa Bay Buccaneers going Josh Allen, the outside edge guy from uh, mm. Kentucky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He seems to really be rocketing up boards this year. Yeah, he so supposedly gains 30 pounds over the course of the offseason. And he looks like a much different player just in terms of as a pass rusher. He basically never just didn't have a bull rush in his repertoire a season ago. That's completely changed. He does that now. And it's hard to argue the need for the Bucks. Vinny Curry is probably going to be cut. Jason Pierre-Paul might even be cut this offseason. Mm-hmm. They need just anything defensively they can get. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Cool, that was fun. Uh, we're going to take another quick break. And then I got two short topics to finish up the show with, with Mike. All right, all right, we are back, and I always glance at the PFF O-line ranks, and there's not much to talk about, but there's two subjects I wanted to bring up is I saw the Cowboys and the Packers both took a nice step up the ranks, and I guess that's not to be unexpected. There's some really good players on both lines. Yeah, I think the Packers, probably the second-best pass-protecting line in the NFL this year after the Steelers. I know the sack totals don't you know, bear that out, but if you just watch Aaron Rodgers play, it's because he's absolutely holding on to the ball far too long in that offense. I mean, a lot of those sacks we've charged to him. Uh, even so, if, they had, if this line was pass-protecting for someone like Drew Brees or Tom Brady, he might not have been sacked at this point this year. It's just a very good pass-protecting old line, especially those tackles. So that's why they're number two. And then the Cowboys, one of the easily their most impressive. Coming, 
O-line performance of the season against the Eagles. I mean, we've seen good O-lines. We saw the Falcons' offensive line just get demolished week one against this Eagles front. The Eagles front tears through basically everyone, and they held their own. Uh, it was very impressive. That's why they won that game was because of how well they held up. Yeah, I, I didn't think they'd go to Philly and run the ball half as well as they did. No, they were – I did the grading for that game, and uh, they just – they weren't losing, you know, they were handling Fletcher Cox, uh, Xavier Suofilo looked better than played probably the best game I've ever seen from him. He just was nothing in Houston for his time there. Uh, looked very good. So yeah, surprise there, but, uh, yeah, that's why they bumped up. Yeah. And one more offensive line notice I want to make everyone aware of is the Saints stud left tackle Armstead is out three or four games. Um, they got a tough slate of games. You know, they, they can't afford to slip up. I mean, a tough NFC. How much do you think that affects them? That's huge. I mean, he's been probably the best left tackle in the NFL this year, if not yeah. the best, one of the top three. Uh, he barely gives up any pressure. I, I mean, they don't need a great pass-protecting line there with Drew Brees, but at the same time, uh, going from him to I'm not sure if they're going to kick Anders Pete out or what is a massive, massive difference. Sure. Uh, and you, you, it's just going to, you know, maybe it's only two or three plays a game, but those two or three plays a game could be drive vendor. So, yeah, I think that's going to definitely hurt them especially since they they can't lose they can't really afford to lose another game i'm not sure if the rams are going to lose another one home field advantage is going to be so big in the nfc so yeah that's not a great not great for them no no it's a problem especially it's crunch time of the year um for those of you who don't know i'm very happy i don't have to talk about it every day lev bell is not going to play football this year (laughs) (laughs) he did not report one of the stranger situations i've ever been around but whatever i'm not going to talk about that so much but I have seven teams in front of me, Mike. Tell me if you were them, if you would be in the Lev Bell market this offseason. Well, maybe that's not the best way to phrase it because I have a feeling you'd say no <laughs> to everyone because you're not going to yeah. invest in a running back. <laughs> and to be honest Smart. with you, I've been yeah. saying, you know, Bell's a declining player. I mean, I think people don't – I mean, he's still a really good player on last time we saw him. But I thought the end of the 2016 season was his apex and it's all been slightly downhill since – so I've been kind of saying all along on Seattle Nation Radio that, hey, I'm not investing in this guy. I would have moved them a year ago. But that being said, do you think these teams might be interested in it? The Raiders? Okay. I do. I think they will be. It seems like a Which, I mean, perfect match. It just seems like Gruden's sort of, I feel like, yeah. I feel like that, if I had to put money on one team, I think that's where he ends up. That was my first pick, too. My co-host thinks the Texans are going to be really interested. I could see that. I think they're somewhat cash strapped at the mm-hmm. moment as is, but and they need line help. I could yeah, I don't think that's fixing their run game, but yeah, I could see that. How about the Ravens? The Ravens I don't think so. I don't think they're I just don't think Harbaugh and them I don't think they are one to sort I don't of think Harbaugh's running back, back at this point. You don't think so? Interesting. I, don't. I, I think they're going to mutually part ways. Hmm. I would be surprised. That one would be surprising. Um, Tampa. Tampa, I can see being interested. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That would not be surprised there. Jets. I think Jets have too many other issues. I don't. I don't see them spending at running back at the moment. I, I think they need to. Not just because I don't think it's going to really help Darn, but I, I don't think they want to go I, I don't I just don't think that will be a fit I think they're gonna be a new coaching staff comes in there too mm-hmm. and it'll be offensive minded I don't think it'll be that they'll this, go running back 
I don't think the Colts would be in that market, but they do have a ton of cap space and they don't have a great back. Yeah, I could I could see them. I think a lot of people are penciling him in there because of the cap space. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's a possibility. I don't. I think they're pretty far down the list of possibilities. So, on this last one I got for you is the Bills. <sighs> yeah, I could see the Bills. Uh, I think the Bills would probably be in the top three in terms of teams that would add, mm-hmm. just because they're just absurdly desperate at this point. I think they're going to move on from Lashawn McCoy, uh, and then after that, you. I think they still want a you know, feature sort of back, and so I think that's a possibility. Yeah, and two of the things I was looking for were teams with a lot of cash, you know, a lot of cash to spend, obviously, because mm-hmm. this is a luxury item. And I also thought a team like the Jets or the Bills that would be a young quarterback's best friend, you know, because he's such a good receiver, mm-hmm. make their transition a little easier, or a team that plans on drafting one high, you know, that he would be helpful in that transition. No, yeah, I think that is, I don't think he's going to a. I don't think a contender will see him as right. the the piece that pushes them over the top. I think he's going to go to a sort of middling rebuilding team, which I don't think that's. If I'm building a team, that's not where I'm going. But I just think that some people in the NFL still believe that way. Yeah, I like the Raiders though. I think that's my pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Good stuff, man. Let's do it again next Wednesday. This was a blast. Uh, please, everyone, stop by tomorrow. Mike Sando is going to join me, and then I will be at my bookie, as I do every Friday, picking games. So that's a wrap. Leave me a uh, review on iTunes, if you would. You guys have been slacking on that a little bit lately. So over and out.